The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Good morning and welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Man, it is so good that you have found time to join us today. My name is Steve Tiber. Uh, I'm the uh, CEO and president of Eight Days of Hope, along with my co-host, Mr. Mike Fiella's in the house. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. This is a great time to to be alive and and breathing and getting God's work done that he's put on our hands and our plates to do different than what it was several months back, but it's it's exciting, and I'm, I'm just glad to be here this morning with you. I love your smile, and... How early did you get up today? You don't want to know. You don't <laughs> want to know. I just the first number was a four. That's that's what I remember. Oh, but everything else was a blur. But, oh, okay. but uh, it's been a good start to the day. Hey, every Saturday morning here across the nation, we share God-sized stories from the mission field. People who are on the front lines for Jesus, and they're stories of hope, inspiration, encouragement for you, the listeners. Our hope and goal is simple. We want to share glimpses of where Jesus is moving. Through his, through his people, to try to encourage you to find a way to give back. Man, Mike, when God created Absolutely. us, he gifted us all differently but very uniquely. Absolutely. And the stories that you're about to hear today, and you can go and listen to some of the past ones on, from the, on the website, but they are real people experiencing real hardships but experiencing real uh, a real God and real servants that come out and just lift them up, pull them off, pull them out of the pit of the, what, what we're going through, whether it be a natural disaster or now uh, with the virus situation yeah. and the pandemic we're going through. You know, it's interesting is last week we had a, a unique guest on. Her name was Colleen Fabling. She's 20. Right. Now, she brought up her age. I did. So you can say it then. Okay. She's 25 years young. She leads a regional men- ministry. She's one of our leaders. Yes. Days of Hope, 162 volunteer leaders. An amazing young lady in the Lord. And she has pivoted her ministry. Yes. The ministry that normally does rebuilding and helps widows and families in need with, with free home repairs and construction. And they found unique ways, Mike, to give during COVID-19. Absolutely. That was an amazing interview. It was. She was. She's so in tune, and you used that word. I'll have to say it again. Pivot. She knew as a leader how to change direction and get the job done for what's happening today. It's not just well. We've always done it this way, so we. You've got to make adjustments. And she can do it, and you really do. So you know, even eight days of hope, we've rebuilt over six thousand homes across the country after natural disasters. We started after Hurricane Katrina, when six hundred and eighty-four volunteers went to the Gulf Bowl, Gulf. Um, coast of Mississippi, Bay St. Louis, and Waveland, and rebuilt 84 homes in eight days. And then, wow. you know, this this ministry, Eight Days of Hope, eight means new beginnings in the Bible, was launched. Here we right. are 15 years later, Mike, headquarters in Mississippi, a Northeast satellite in Buffalo, New York, opening up our Midwest satellite in Cedar Exciting. Rapids, Iowa, yes. in just the next uh, six to eight to 10 weeks. More information, go to our website, sign up for our email alerts. But God is moving in big ways, not just through Eight Days of Hope, but other ministries right now. Now, even during COVID-19, Mike. Well, it's given the church a, a chance and organizations like Eight Days of Hope and others to step up. Yes, shift gears a little bit, but th- look, at it, there's the need. You go back to when Eight Days of Hope started, what was the need? To rebuild after a hurricane. Right now, there, there's need for, for food. There's need for helping the shut-ins. There's need for helping the widows. They need food. That, that's the, 
it's just another way to serve. Food and mask and hand sanitizer. So much is being done by so many churches across the country. Man, we applaud you. Thank you. Yes. I tell you that this is, I say this every Saturday. I need to say it again. This is the perfect time for the church to shine. So yes, Eight Days is. of Hope, we have 162 volunteer leaders, 11 different denominations. They live in 31 states, different ethnic backgrounds and social backgrounds. And, um, you know, some uh, younger, some older, some rich, some not so rich, right? Uh, <laughs> Some college students, uh, we have single moms, we have uh, grandparents that are part of our leadership team. You don't have to be a skilled professional to come serve with Eight Days of Hope, Mike. You can be less skilled like you and I, and there's a place like for that. you. I like that less skilled because uh, yeah, we don't, I, I fit in real well to we, that. <laughs> we, don't, we don't say non-skilled, Mike. Right, no, we no. used to say that, Well, but we don't do that anymore. Someone said, what do you mean I'm non-skilled? <laughs> I made your breakfast, didn't I? You're right, you did. You are skilled. So we need people to make food as well. And I'm making, not making fun, but I have so many good friends in Mississippi. Absolutely. Love our our, our folks down there. And so thankful for AFR, American yeah. Family Radio, and our host station up here in Buffalo, New York, WDCX, for allowing us to do this well, every week. You spent how many years in, in Mississippi? 19 and a half. That's a lot. Yeah, almost 20 years. Wow, yeah. You made a love lot of it. good friends and love met it. a lot of good people, yes. Love it. I'm mm. telling you. I, I was born and raised in New York, went to college. College in Kansas, moved to Mississippi. I have affection for all three communities. And now, you know, all three areas of the country are, are going to have help, uh, ready to go with equipment, uh, feeding uh, units and shower trailers and, and trailers with, you know, chainsaws after tornadoes and bucket trucks and bobcats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> go to 8daysofhope.com and sign up for our email alerts. So, Mike, um, a lot is going on in the country. Yes. And so where, where's the balance act? For those, and, and I'm, I don't want to get too far in there because I don't want to get in trouble. But you know, on social media, it is an interesting time right now. Mm-hmm. You you have the pro mask and the anti mask. Oh boy! You have the pro, you know, pandemic to the, you know, what what are you even kidding about? Let's all stay home. So let's not go down any of those paths today. Let's talk a little bit about. We are in this unique season. Okay. Um, how does a church find a way? To help during a time that where maybe they can't even meet in some states, what do churches what what should churches be doing? I mean, we always know it always starts with prayer. Right. I mean, have a Zoom prayer call. You know, absolutely. Even if you're at a small church, Zoom is free for what under under a hundred you know guests, so you can sign up for Zoom and other organizations, other other. Uh, um, uh, applications out there sure. you can use, but you can start with praying. But what other some other things the churches can do? The biggest thing to me is connection. Um, pastors are really overwhelmed at this time because they're always trying to keep connection with their people. But in the church, have the church people in the church reach out to other people, find out what their needs are. If it's simple to just give them a call and pray with them, so. People don't feel all isolated and they're just boxed into their home and nobody knows what's going on and they're they're lonely, they're scared. And can I say something too? You turn the TV off. Ooh. I mean, okay. now, come on. Now, just my and, wife my wife's gonna love you, man. Every time I turn it on just for ten minutes, she looks at me and kinda cocks her head like, Come on, Steve. Well, you know, Turn it off, but only for get some updates so you're doing yeah, the right yeah, thing. Sure. But uh, this is even Facebook or limit it when it comes to mm. it's going to fill your mind. And I'm sorry, it's going to fill your mind with fear and anxiousness. Turn it off. Turn on some worship music in the house. Yes. Get your Bible out and spend most of the time there and having just good, positive 
heart to heart conversations mm-hmm. with either your your spouse or your, your or your kids, grandkids, or whatever. That's that'll help. You know, in my house, and I don't have the perfect house. I promise you. Um, one of the things I love that my wife does is whenever I'm home, mm-hmm. whenever I walk in the kitchen in the dining area, worship music is always on. All right. the time. I right. mean, all the time. Mm. Um, you know, last night, kind of shutting things down, and 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 it was still playing. Everyone was in bed, and I was making sure all the doors were locked, and I thought, there's something about hearing yeah. worship music in oh, the yeah. background. Uh, you know, you hear, you know, from Michael W. Smith to uh, Kerry Job to Hillsong sure. United. I don't care what style you like. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gaithers, you find what you like. Absolutely. And, and, and play it, because there's something about that. Our God is not a God of fear. Our God right. is not a God of confusion. Our God is not a God of, of, of disarray. He is in control, Mike. God has not changed. Absolutely. He still sits on the throne. Well, the Bible tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And a lot of times that is what is put before our eyes mm. and goes into our ears that affects our mind. And so it, it makes a lot of sense. And there, yes, you know, uh, worship music is something that just draws yeah. you. It's one small thing, right? Yeah. So prayer, worship music, um, churches, you know, they want to do something for their congregation just very quickly, give the churches two or three different ideas. We talked about last week groceries. Right. Find a safe way to deliver groceries. The elderly aren't loving to leave their house right now. Some of them don't have masks and they don't feel comfortable. Uh, what's some other things, Mike? You know, I think some practical things is definitely locate an elderly person. Now, if you can get out and you're healthy, put your mask on and what about cutting their grass? Whoa! <laughs> what about I didn't paint? Even think of that. You know, yeah, something yeah, as simple like as that. that. You know, an elderly person looks out and they they just don't have the help, the the, the finances now to do it. Yes, you're right. It's, it's the, the the practical, simple, you know, serve. How can I you know, finding a way to serve? And the first thing you mentioned too, when I asked you that, was is connect. I mean, right now this is the time that people that struggle with depression and mental illness, yes. and it's real. Mm. You know, people who've served in the military and 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 they've isolated themselves. Not everybody, of course, goes through that. But be sensitive that there's people in your circle right. um, that could use a you know a word of encouragement. It could be a phone call that's as personal as you can get. I guess you could text. I mean, a text is better than nothing, right? right? But yeah. find ways to connect, Mike. That's so important, too. Yes. Uh, you know, there are just many, many ways. Can I challenge everyone? When you're at home and you have the ability to go out, you have your mask, you're healthy enough, pray. Pray and ask the Lord, who can I visit today? Like Colleen mm-hmm. mentioned that this lady was at home praying and her whole grocery list was met and never knew you know somebody on the outside was and colleen's organization was praying and put the list together and it was matched up per item yeah so if you didn't yeah so if you didn't listen last week what mike what you're alluding to is that a single mom who had didn't have the means needed some groceries she made out a list so at some point when she had the finances you go out and buy the groceries the next morning (laughs) someone from a ministry who had pivoted because of COVID-19 called her because they got their name from a local church and they delivered safely to her groceries and everything that was on her list was in those bags and I bet you that person that made that bag up of of food that that was my point they stop to pray how can I serve somebody today Mm -hmm. and then they got that just a nudge to get this and put this in there and that's a 
That's a real God story, though. I like that. I mm. like that. Well, right now, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Dan Owalby. Dan is the executive director of Branches Worldwide. And Branches Worldwide is a very unique ministry. They're based in Ohio, Mike. Mm-hmm. And their goal is simply to find 30 leaders, okay. 30 young couples or business leaders in 30 countries wow. and pour into them with mentoring and resources to help them to be all that God has called them to be so they, in turn, can pour into others. 30 leaders, you just said. And 30 countries for 30 years. <laughs> That's a Are long time. Are you kidding time. me? I, I, oh, I love it. I, I can't, can't wait, wait for to this. Th- yeah. And Dan also just came out with a book. We're going to talk about his book as well here in a couple minutes. But thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fiella. Uh, we are part of an, a, a broadcast called Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We'll be back in just a minute. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com. P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We partner with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros. We rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fiella and uh, Mandisa singing Good Morning. We do oh, that pretty much yes. every week here on this show because if you volunteered with Eight Days of Hope in the past, Mike, 
mm-hmm. you go on a rebuilding trips, every morning at 6.55, we start right after breakfast and lunch. And the first thing they hear is... That song by Mandisa. <laughs> and everyone you know, gets up and they all have fun. Well, yeah, and it never gets old, Steve. It, it just grows on us. And uh, you know, all those that have been on eight days of hope trips across the country, grab that song, put it in your house, get up in the, even in your own hometown. It'll, it'll get you excited for the day. But spe- specifically, as you get to one of the eight days of hope trips, like Steve just said, you'll hear that song, you'll have some great fellowship, and then you'll get out to work and serve the community. It's awesome. Amen. Amen. I do. I do. I always smile when I hear it. But hey, um, I'm so excited for this guest for a couple of reasons. One, for what he does, yes. but also because he just put out a brand new book, and I just got back from Cedar Rapids last night, and my wife said, oh, you got a book in the mail. Oh. And oh my gosh, yes. Um, we're going to sp- speak with, as a matter of fact, I'm going to introduce him now. His name is Dan Owalalbi. And Dan, you, uh, welcome. You're the executive director of Branches Worldwide. You're calling, I believe, from Ohio. Good morning, brother. Good morning. It's good to talk to you. Dan, so Branches Worldwide is a ministry that was just launched about a year ago. Uh, you know what? Let's do this. Before we go there, let's hear a little bit about Dan. I know that you have a bride, and I think you have a couple children, but tell the listeners a little bit about you and then bridge into to, uh, Branches Worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. I've got, got an amazing wife who uh, makes it possible that I can do some pretty incredible things. I've got two beautiful girls, um, four and seven. Um, I was a pastor for about a decade and loved that and uh, really got to a point where I felt God was calling me into a new challenge. And uh, Branches Worldwide is that. It is, a, it is a big challenge, but it has been going really well, and we're doing a lot of good. So been excited by that. And then I also have a leadership company uh, called Owalabi Leadership, and that's where that book comes from, um, from that source. And it's just an opportunity to help people become more genuine, effective leaders, really in everything that I do, both Branches and Owalabi Leadership. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. The book is called Authentic Leadership, How to Lead with Nothing to Hide, Nothing to Prove, and Nothing to Lose. And we're going to talk about the book a little bit more in the second segment. Let's talk a little bit about Branches Worldwide, Dan. When did it start? How did it start? What's the plan? Yeah, you know, Branches Worldwide is one of those things that when you hear about it for the first time, you think, gosh, why didn't I think of that? And honestly, when I heard about it for the first time, I thought, why didn't I think of that? Uh, I wasn't the original, <laughs> I wasn't the originator of the idea. Um, the person who started it was a man named Brian Miller. And Brian uh, is the president of a, of a really large company in Northeast Ohio. And one of the things that makes this company unique, over a thousand employees, one of the things that makes Provia unique is that they do an excellent job of using their business as a mission to further the cause of Christ. Um, they wear it on their sleeve. They're not weird about it, but they're very effective. And so that's Brian's heartbeat. And what he felt God calling him to do was to influence 30 young Christian leaders in 30 different countries around the world and then work with them for 30 years. And you know, <laughs> really, <is that> a- <laughs> nothing like a layup, right? I mean, this is just, we can do this in the next two months. I mean, talk about a commitment, Dan. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, okay, so what's next? You know, after we do that, what are we going to do next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it is a big dream. And I, I'm attracted to big, bold visions, especially ones that rely 100% on the, the provision of God. And so I think that's what we see happening in branches worldwide. It's been exciting. So. <laughs> Oh, just 30 countries, 30 leaders in 30 years. I mean, what, what are some practical steps? How, how do you, how'd you start? From, take it from day yeah. one. 
Yeah, well, you know, a lot of it, it starts with the, the vision. And, you know, this is one of those things that, again, when you think about it, it just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's, a, there's a dozen ways that you can impact a local community with the gospel. And people have tried a, a bunch of different things over the centuries. You can send a missionary. You can send, you know, some, some teenagers on a YWAM trip. You can send, um, you know, some young adults on a mission trip. There's a lot of different things you can do, um, plant churches. But what we've realized is that a very effective way to transform a community spiritually and economically is by working with business leaders in the community. Those are people who already have relationships, okay. deep relationships, practical relationships. They're the ones that know everybody. And so when you're able to identify um, people who love Jesus, they love their community, and they run an excellent business, partnering with them helps the mission move further faster. So that's what we're doing. And honestly, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of um, asking questions, a lot of listening, um, meeting with people and saying, this is what we're looking for. Would you know anybody like that? And you'd be amazed, Mike. You'd be amazed once, um, once you tell people, hey, we're looking for someone between the ages of 25 and 40, um, they need to love Jesus, love their community, and love love their business. And their business should have, we'd like for them to have more than five employees. Suddenly, it just sort of narrows their focus. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? I did hear about a guy two towns away. Let me see if I can get you in touch with him. And that's happened over and over and over again, mm-hmm. because we're looking for somebody very specific and very clear. And when we find them, and this is the crazy thing, when we, when we find them, their DNA, their sort of their, their mode of operating is very similar across countries. I mean, young, hungry Christian entrepreneurs tend to speak the same language across countries. It's, it's nuts. So it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so, Dan, this just launched, I think, uh, a little bit over a year ago, and the goal is to find 30 leaders in 30 countries and pour into them mentoring and resources for 30 years. It's a bold vision, and, and if you're attracted to something that's bold and like, wow, this is a wow, mm. uh, branchesworldwide.org is the website, branchesworldwide.org. We're talking Dan Olabi. Dan, um, so... You're looking for 30 countries. How do you pick the countries? Where do you start? I mean, do you just like pull out the globe and like throw a dart at it and, and spin it? And does it land on Sudan or, or Canada? Or how do you start and what's the game plan? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, really what we did was we, we took a couple indices, um, metrics, if you will, and we said, okay, so what we're really looking for are the, the most fertile ground where we can have a big impact. And so we, off the bat, we, we said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to wait for some countries later. So we took Canada, the United States, we took um, England, you know, and we, the United Kingdom, and we said, you know, those things can happen later. Let's focus on the areas that we can make the most impact because those countries have a ton of leadership development, a ton of opportunity in a lot of ways. And then we also said, hey, let's wait on countries like Haiti and Sudan because the level of corruption there is higher than what we would like. And even if we found a great entrepreneur who had a great heart, the environment that they're in is really stifling and it's going to be challenging for them to make progress. So we said, let's focus on those 30 countries in the middle that sort of fit these indices where they have a high level of economic activity, but a low level of corruption and yet still need sort of um, leadership development investment. So we found a lot of countries in that um, region. Like for example, um, we found Costa Rica and Jamaica and Dominican Republic. I mean, those are countries that um, people are capable, and the government is getting better, and there's a lot of different things that you can do, and there's a lot of positive inroads that you can make. 
You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're talking to Dan Obalabi, who is the executive director of BranchesWorldwide.org. So uh, you've kind of laid out the plan of how Branches Worldwide is going to look for 30 uh, leaders in 30 countries, pouring them for 30 years. Um, have you started the process? And if you have, maybe just share a, a story of a country or two that you're already working in and tell us a little bit about the individual you're partnering with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we started a, a conversation with a woman who leads an organization uh, in in September, and we got to know her a little bit, went down and visited her, just, you know, referred her through a friend of a friend of a friend, right? You know, so we said, I heard about you. So we met her and said, hey, we heard about the work that you're doing. We'd love to learn more. So we talked to her, got to know her. She's the real deal. Her name's Gnarly Solano in Nicaragua. And what we did then is we you know, took another trip in February and we said, hey, we, we would love to bring you on board with Branches. We'd love to partner with you. And we kind of laid out exactly what it would look like in the 30-year piece. And, and since then, it's been a ton of fun because we've watched what her response has been to COVID-19. Um, we've been able to help her help her neighbors. Um, so she had she had a plan together for a food distribution pro- program, and so we said, "Hey, let's let's jump on board. We can help you do that." So we were able to give her a grant to get that done. Right now, we're in the process of partnering with her with a mentor. Um, we found very capable uh, female leaders who really know what they're talking about in regards to her industry, and so um, we've done three or four interviews where she has the opportunity to interview them and then she gets to pick. And, and these are people who they do leadership for a living and they do mentorship for a living. And so they are just over the moon to be able to mentor somebody as capable as gnarly. So it's been a lot of fun for them. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for her. And I just talked to her yesterday and she's like, I've got, I've got so many great choices of people to work with me over the next few years. It's really hard to pick. So it's been fun to like watch her get excited about what branches can offer her and then to develop a strong vision for what her organization can do in the future if she's able to grow as a leader. That's incredible, incredible. We're looking at each other. We're like kind of glazed over. I mean, yeah. I know the story, of course, Dan, because of our relationship. But, Mike, I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, I'm looking at some of the ways that I, I see on your site here how we serve. Now, you talk about mentors, uh, the mentoring process. What about the resources, the network, and some I, – I really like to hear a little bit about the teaching, too. I mean, how you're going to help them with their business, but what about the faith end of things? How do you get them to right. continue to grow? But there's some great points here, but go with the teachings. How does that play in? Yeah, yeah. So what we found is that, um, you know, as we read Scripture, Jesus has a lot of teaching on how to lead people, not just in his words, but he's also modeled it in a lot of different ways. So what we've done is we've compiled a list of stories and Scriptures um, and also lessons, 48 of them, uh, in fact, where we believe that Jesus very clearly says, this is what it looks like to lead as a servant leader. Uh, and then what we're doing is we're compiling those and we're putting together a curriculum where our leaders will work with their mentors and just kind of go through those and have regular conversations about the principles of Jesus. And I believe the best way to learn to become a, a great leader is in the lab, not necessarily in the classroom, but in the, in the lab, doing it every day. And the, our leaders are doing it day in and day out. And then having a mentor who can meet with them on a monthly basis and say, hey, what are you learning in regards to this, this, and this? And how does it match up to Scripture? We believe by doing that over time, uh, the leader starts to become stronger in their ability to lead like Jesus. And that really is what we believe brings the most results to an organization. So that's what we're excited by. 
Talking to Dan Obalabi, who is the executive director of Branches Worldwide. It's a ministry based in Ohio. Kind of a new ministry, uh, Dan, just about about 18 months old or so, give or take a little bit. Branchesworldwide.org. I know you're on social media as well. I believe you're on Facebook. Are you on any other social media other than Facebook? We're on Instagram and LinkedIn. Okay. And it is Branches Worldwide for all those sites. Is that correct? That's right. Awesome. Um, So, Dan, you know, you have this goal. 30, you know, 30 leaders in 30 countries. What's your biggest obstacle moving forward? I mean, you know, if someone's listening today and saying, oh my gosh, I've, I've been gifted. I've had a good career. I'd love to give back. Maybe I should reach out to branches worldwide. What's the obstacles, uh, for, for branches worldwide to, to make a quicker impact versus a impact that will take decades to find those thirties. And so maybe two questions, what's the biggest obstacle? And secondly, how do people and can people get plugged in? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of different obstacles that we're facing right now, just like everybody else. Because of COVID-19, our travel is limited. And so we've, we've gotten creative in ways that we can engage with people overseas. The blessing in all this is that Zoom has become the universal <laughs> language of communication. So we can talk with anybody. We talked with a guy in the Dominican Republic yesterday about, you know, hey, how, we, how are we looking leaders? And we talked over Zoom. So it was just a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, so that, that's one big challenge, but that's not, not something that your leader, listeners can, can work on. Um, one big way I think that they can help is, you know, we're a nonprofit. And so essentially, you know, on a month-to-month basis, we rely on people who believe in the vision and who get it, who say, you know what, I want to support this. And so initially, it is very, very expensive to actually identify leaders. Now, once you identify them and then you are able to work with them, it becomes exponentially cost-effective. And you know, being able to give them grants and that kind of stuff, that, that kind of thing kind of takes care of itself over time. But the initial process of finding leaders, we're realizing uh, we need the resources of God's people to make that happen. And so if somebody wants to make a big difference um, early on, um, giving a gift to Branches Worldwide is one big way. Another way um, is through talent. Uh, we told our leaders when we find them is that we'll equip you with resources and relationships, meaning, um, you know, if you, if, you, if you need a mentor, we're going to help find that. If you need a consultant, someone to come in maybe for a week and take a look at your business and just kind of give you some objective feedback, um, that is invaluable, you know, and especially if you're trying to run an organization and you're young and you don't know everything and you really need some input, being able to bring people who know what they're talking about alongside a leader is huge. So if a listener says, you know what, I've had – I've had 40 years in the, you know, whatever industry, and they reach out to us and they say, hey, I've got experience in this industry. How can I help? You know what? If we have a leader that's in that same industry, we'll do everything we can to pair you up with that mentor for a short period of time so you can work and help them grow their business. Awesome. Branchesworldwide.org. For more information, branchesworldwide.org. Talking to Dan Owalabi, the executive director of Branches Worldwide. Um, Dan, uh, I've got to take a quick break, but when we come back, want to talk a little bit about this book <laughs> that uh, just arrived um, in my house yesterday and, and <laughs> got in too late to start it, but it's called Authentic Leadership, How to Lead with Nothing to Hide, Nothing to Prove, and nothing to lose. So um, can you hang out for a couple more minutes and talk about that book? Absolutely. Love it, man. Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you for joining us this morning. 
Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Today's guest, um, I'm here with uh, Mike Fiella. My name's Steve, by the way. Uh, thank you for coming, Mike. <laughs> My name's Mike. I'm yeah. glad to be with you, Steve. You know, <laughs> Having a good morning. <laughs> of course. See, you've had a cup of coffee sitting there for a while. I guess I yes. need to be finding mine here now. But we're so glad that you've joined us here today. We have listeners, Mike, today from yes. Iowa to Florida uh, to Pennsylvania, New Exciting. York, uh, Southern Ontario and Canada and, and beyond. And today we're talking to Dan Obalabi. Dan is the executive director director of branchesworldwide.org. Yes. And Mike, he just shared a vision for that ministry. Such a unique ministry. 
I mean, uh, my head's still spinning when I hear you know, 30 leaders, 30 countries, 30 years. And Dan, for you to put your pour your heart into this, uh, with the, I'm sure the many things you, you have going on in your life, uh, from business to family, this is incredible, uh, an incredible answer to a call of God on your life. Awesome. It's been a lot of fun, Mike. I mean, I've had a, a ton of fun doing it. And, you know, it's challenging in all the best ways. So I, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Hmm. More information, go to branchesworldwide.org, how you can be a part. And you can donate online. And right now, uh, Dan, this is not the best time for nonprofits to be raising dollars. But what's unique about Branches Worldwide is is those dollars will be used right on the front lines. And they can do that online. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, That's right. You can go great. Go to our website. Yep. So, Dan, you're an author as well. You just came out with a book called Authentic Leadership, and I'll just stop right there. Um, let's talk about those two key words before we go into the book. What is authentic leadership? Yeah, you know, so authentic leadership, in, in my estimation, is that it's, it's about leading with nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to lose. And, you know, Steve, what I found is I've worked with leaders over the years in the church, outside the church, and crazy thing about leading in the church when you're working with leaders people will tell their pastor things that they will never tell anybody yeah. else. They'll tell your, their pastor things they won't tell their wife and so, or their husband. And so, you know, as I'm working with leaders, I started to hear over and over again these patterns of thought. And what I found was that leaders deal with a lot of insecurity. I think people don't often realize that, especially as a leader grows in influence and as they grow in their sort of their level of responsibility in an organization, if they to get promoted or something like that, oftentimes, initially, there's a very clear sense of insecurity. And that feeling comes from feeling like you have something to hide. Like, you don't want people to know the real you because they think that you're a leader better than you think you are. (laughs) Or you have something to prove, like, I have to hit it out of the park tomorrow, you know? Or you feel like you have something to lose. Now that I've got this position, gosh, you know, what am I going to do if it doesn't go well? You know, what if Mm. I lose it? And so you start to act differently, honestly, act differently than what really got you to the place that you're at, you well, that's know? That's interesting. So the natural leadership characteristics. Sure. So how do you get uh, a leader to almost, I, I guess, confess up to that? And, and Because I know a good number of, of leaders that are, are just exactly what you have said, but they don't want to really come out and say, hey, you know, I, I, you know, I need some, I, what is it, accountability? I need a mentor. I need this. And they could be running a, a huge church or a huge ministry, but they need this. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, well, I wish I could give you kind of a quick answer in regards to, to how to get them to confess to something like that or really to kind of face the music. Um, I, I haven't yet found a bulletproof way, but what I have found is that if you walk with people long enough, they tend to experience a crisis, um, a crisis of leadership, a crisis of confidence, a crisis in the organization. And those are the moments that you can step in and you can sort of tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, let, let's take a look at this. Now, why, why is this a crisis? And those are the opportunities where people's eyes are opened more than anything. And then you can start to speak truth in their life. I had an email from Amazon Prime that your new book – Authentic Leadership, How to Lead with Nothing to Hide, Nothing to Prove, and Nothing to Lose is the number one new release. And uh, I own the book, Mike. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock that book out this week is, is my goal, Dan. So, Mike, next week I'll, 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 uh, well, I'll share it with you. <laughs> I'm not going to give me. you the book because yeah, right. I'm going to want the book back. But well, I'll, I should purchase it. You I should support, purchase it. I will purchase it. All right. I want to support it. There you go. I, yeah. I like it. Um, tell, us more, <laughs> tell us more about the book. What, what does the book dive into more in detail? And um, why is it important for somebody uh, who's looking to become an authentic leader um, to pick up this book, Dan? 
Yeah. Well, you know, I think what I've seen is that authentic leaders, and this is leaders all over the world, right? Working with branches worldwide has put me in contact with with a ton of different leaders in different sort of continents. And you know, what I've learned is that the best leaders are the ones that are resilient. They're naturally confident. They know how to connect with other people, and they're very, very ready to serve other people. Those are the most sort of relaxed leaders, the ones who know how to handle themselves. And so what the book does is it gives you four clear steps. It doesn't it doesn't prescribe and tell you exactly how to do it because it has to be authentic to you. But it gives you four clear steps on how to develop your leadership skills to the point where at the very end, if you're standing in front of a crowd or you're standing in front of your team and you're communicating a vision, it is 100% authentic to you. And so the four steps um, are, are pretty pretty simple, but what I found is they're very profound. The first one is to, to understand yourself. Um, to know yourself better than other people know yourself. Know your weaknesses, know your strengths. Um, there's a variety of different things you can do. Um, but once you do that, then you're ready to move to the second step, which is to lead yourself. And that means uh, keeping the promises that you make to yourself before you make any promises to other people about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and where you're going to be and where you're not going to be. Make sure you are reliable and able to keep promises to yourself. Uh, just be disciplined. Um, there's a couple different ways to do that. The third thing, then, is to understand other people, uh, to really learn how to get in other people's heads, how to get close to them, not to make assumptions, but to really understand them. And then the fourth one is um, to lead other people. That means to cast vision in a way that's compelling and exciting that people want to be a part of. <laughs> I hope mm. you're taking notes, Mike, because I'm, I'm taking notes. I you know, I, I, I help lead a ministry, a nonprofit, or a lead day-to-day. And, Dan, you just gave uh, – you know, much more than what you would pay to buy your book. A lot of wisdom there, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Why do some leaders get it and some don't, Dan? If if you don't, I mean, why do yeah. some succeed and one do, some don't? Yeah, you know I, what I found more than anything is leaders are in a hurry. Uh, when there's a crisis, oftentimes they rush and they think, "Well, I, I've got to cast vision now. People want vision now," you know, or they they skip the step of understanding their people and they start to you know talk and they you know. Really, if you follow the steps uh, and you do it honestly before a crisis hits, then when it does, you, you, you're ready. People believe in you because you've gotten to know them. People believe in you because you've demonstrated that you're able to lead yourself and you're able to walk your talk. And so there's all those things that happen before you stand in front of anybody and say, I think we should go left, guys. I think we should go right. And when you're able to do that first, suddenly your words have so much more weight. And then people are like, He's the real deal, you know, because I've seen him live it, and he's connected with me personally, and I get him, I get her, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's 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 walking the walk, and not just talking the talk. And you're you sound like you're you're really gaining people's true respect because they've seen you do it yourselves. That's right. That's right. And the key is, Mike and Steve, the key is that you 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 don't want to rush the process. You want to make sure that you understand yourself and your weaknesses, because there's going to be moments when you have to confess to people, like, hey, I'm just not very good at this. And people uh, will respect there you that go. if you know yourself. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I know we only have a couple more minutes, Dan. We're, we're on a, a little tighter frame than normal here today for, for some a couple of reasons. But, um, Dan, you know, you lead, I lead, Mike, you've led at a church. You know, we're, we're leaders of organizations. Um, there's something sometimes about picking up the phone 
in, in calling other people you respect, board members or people who, who maybe aren't emotionally tied to something to get their input. Mike, you and I did this in the hallway today, right? We're just yes. talking about a challenge. Mm-hmm. And Mike, you're not as emotionally tied to the challenge. And, and boy, you spoke into me. Dan, why do leaders, and again, I know you only have a couple of minutes, but why, why don't leaders do that more often? Why do leaders feel like they've got to fix it themselves and right the ship? And, and, and right. is it because they're admitting they don't have all the answers or is it pride? What, what is it, Dan? You know, I think you hit it on the head, Steve. I think it is it is pride. I don't think it feels like pride in the moment. No one walks around saying, man, I'm really prideful today. <laughs> nobody, nobody does that. Oh, man. But there is a legitimate fear that you have to get it right. Uh, you have to you have to be the guy who hits the three pointer because that's why they're paying you. you you're the sure. one who has to win yeah, the game. Sure, you go. And so you know you feel like if I ask for help or pass the ball or you know whatever, then what's my role? Why am I here? And you know I think that that's that's a that's it's... a quick road to <laughs> failure, and nobody wants that. Dan O'Walby with uh, Branches Worldwide. You go to uh, the website, branchesworldwide.org. But we've been talking for the last segment about his new book. It's the number one new release on Amazon. It's called Authentic Leadership. And just to spell his last name is O-W-O-L-A-B-I. Authentic Leadership, how to lead with nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to lose. Dan, I love your heart. You're so articulate. Is he not, Mike? I'm telling you. I could hear him speak all day. You see my notepad here. <laughs> I know, when, Dan. When as soon as we hang up here, I'm going to go get that book. All right. I hope so. Hey, Dan, <laughs> we're going to let you go. But, um, Mike, can you pray for Dan, oh, Branches yes. Worldwide? And also, can you pray for the sale of this book? Because Absolutely. this book needs to be read by us leaders. But go it ahead, does. Mike. Let's, let's close in prayer. God, thank you for Dan. Thank you for the insight and the leadership that he shows to all of us. Uh, thank you for the organization of Branches Worldwide that you've called him and committed him to. And now this book, God. We, we need that wisdom. I pray that this book gets into the heart and and of every leader that needs it, and even ones that feel like they don't need it. Let them pick up the book. We'll all be able to learn out of what you're uh, blessing Dan with in his life. Take care of him physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Grow him strong. Keep him his family uh, intact, in and we just thank you for blessing him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dan. Branchesworldwide.org. And I know that you can donate online. You can become a monthly, quarterly, yearly supporter. Uh, Is there a mailing address as well? I was looking and I couldn't find one. If someone is old school and there's nothing against that, they want to send a check in the mail, is there a way they can do that, Dan? Yeah, there is, and I don't have it off the top of my head, too. When you no, nope. saying that, I thought, oh, what is No, it? it's all right. Oh. We, we will find it for our last couple minutes on the show. We'll find a way to get that out. Uh, branchesworldwide.org. Dan Owolabi. And he is the author of Authentic Leadership, How to Lead with Nothing to Hide, Nothing to Prove, and Nothing to Lose. And next week, Mike, I will tell you as I give you the book, if you didn't buy it, Mike, you said you're going to buy it, so you're going to buy it. I'm going to. But um, we'll talk about the book next week as well. Dan, God bless you, brother. We love you, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Mike and Steve. Take care. Oh, yes. Dan Owalabi, Executive Director of Branches Worldwide. Let's talk about Branches Worldwide for a couple minutes, Mike, before we talk about the book. So a ministry is birthed from a very successful leader. Uh, The founder is Brian Miller. He is the the CEO, president of Provia. Provia. They make building materials. Oh, by the way... That's where I used to work, I just and, gonna say. and I, I led one of their business units. And he sits on our board for full transparency, the eight diesel board, because we're better with people like Brian on our board. But what a vision. Let's find—and he got the vision during a dream 
Mm. He shared with me. Okay. Um, he shared with me that he had a dream, and God clearly showed him that he was to find a way to pour into 30 families, uh, 30 leaders, and 30 countries for 30 years. Incredible. Maybe not him specifically, and, and so Branches Worldwide was birthed. What a vision. Well, that is leadership in itself, Steve, as you know. God gives him a vision. This in a dream. That's incredible. That's biblical. And then, but to to wake up from that dream and then put some legs to it, that is gutsy leadership. Because you know, come on, you you, you got to sit at the breakfast table that morning and say to your wife, uh, uh, "We're going to mentor thirty leaders in thirty countries for thirty years." What? But taking that step, it just opens up. And uh, look look what it's doing today. And look how God connected the dots. So Dan Owalby was Owalabi. Say that three times fast, right? I love the man. <laughs> but I always, I always have to ask him, now, Dan, how do we pronounce your last name again? Yeah. You know, he's a pastor at a church, a thriving church in um, the middle of Ohio. And he leaves that passion because he feels that long term, this is where God wants him. This is where you make his most impact because he has a leadership company as well. Yeah. So here's a guy who's gifted at leadership mm. and he's going to lead mentors and other people to pour into these 30 families um, for 30 years. It's incredible. And, you know, to, to, well, he had to learn a lot from that church experience. Then God put the passion in him to, to share that because who, who really reaches out to other leaders? We get so involved in our churches yeah, and our point. organizations. That's a good point. There, you know, even in our own area, we should take a few moments, challenging myself on this one here, to call a leader and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" You know, and, and build a relationship. Maybe be able to talk one on one, a cup of coffee or something, because every leader as Dan said, is struggling with something, you know. Yeah, and that's a good point, you know, and you just kind of opened up my eyes to something. You know, I sit on a couple national roundtables and boards where other organizations, their leaders, we get together and we kind of brainstorm. But to your point, I'm, I'm trying to think, it's probably been two to three months since I've called another leader of right. a organization and say, man, how are you? How's your family? How can I pray for you? Sure. Uh, you want to throw anything my way? You want to bounce something or vice versa? Because iron does sharpen iron. Well, yeah. And, and and I would stay away from, well, let me, I shouldn't say stay away from, we had the church I was in a, uh, recently, these pastors get together and the idea was to talk and pray. And I got to say, and even some of them stepped up and said, it was more or less uh, got to be a time when I didn't like this this is going on in my church. Wait a minute. Yes, those things need to be discussed, but we need to get down to the heart of the person. How are you responding to this? And uh, what is going on in your life and your family? How can we help and pray? And uh, and I guess that would be a smaller circle, you th- you would think, or like you said, we just said, yeah. make a phone call, yeah, build, a, build a relationship. Sure. That's where it'll come out. Everyone should have a Paul in their life and a Timothy in their life. Right, we've heard that over the years yes. going to church that somebody should be hopefully pouring into us, and we should hopefully be pouring into someone else. I mean, last week when Colleen Fabling was on our show, and by the way, good morning, welcome. You're listening to Hope Reigns as the broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I'm Steve, and sitting next to Mike. But Colleen Fabling, a 25 year old leader in Virginia was talking about, yeah, she's got a small circle of friends her age, but the people she likes to hang around with, people who've led, who are leaders in churches, leader of business, because that's where she learns. She's a a sponge. She absorbs. We all need to absorb, Mike. Sure, to recognize those that have gone before her and are doing it with success and and to glean from that. That's that's another part of 
good leadership, learning, always being open to you know, the new ideas and somebody that's been there before that you can glean from. And that's what Branches Worldwide is doing. Again, our guest today on Hope Reigns was Dan Obalabi with Branches Worldwide. Go to the website, branchesworldwide.org. They're on Facebook. I think he said uh, Instagram and LinkedIn as well. Yes, LinkedIn. he did. So you can check that out there. He also has a book, Mike, and it's called Authentic Leadership. Mm-hmm. Just the word authentic he speaks, I mean, is, is a, that's a very unique word. Authentic, yeah. You know, if you're not authentic, I mean, you either are or you're not, <laughs> right? Mm. Authentic leadership, how to lead with nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to lose. And boy, he spoke a little bit today mm-hmm. about leaders sometimes wanting to rush to make decisions. Mm. Why, Mike, is that bad? I mean, because at the other day, you know, I've led a corporation, and sure. I, you know, I'd lead a nonprofit. Sometimes you got to make a lot of decisions very quickly because you just someone's got to make a decision. Right. But sometimes there's danger in that, isn't it, Mike? You, you you have to pause, pray, think about what you're about ready to do and and, and say. I, I think a lot of leaders and myself at one point had to say, "I'm a Mister Fix It. I'm the one that put me in this Ooh, position. I, I have that. to fix it." Okay. And they're going to look at me to do that. Well, I'm going to. I've learned throughout the years to turn it to, I'm going to find somebody, if I don't know how to fix it, that does know how to fix it. <laughs> I'm going to turn to that person, get their insight, or maybe get them there, assign them to get that done within my church. If there's something I couldn't do, I would let, you know, isn't it, we, we should be raising other people up, basically. Right. You know, so again, if you're a leader of a corporation, um, think about as a leader of your family. I mean, at the Mm. end of the day, you're raising up children. In essence, you're handing the baton over years, you know, sometimes up close when they're five and seven, uh, less as they become 18 and 23 and 25 and Mm -hmm. way less when they're married. But, you know, I have a couple kids that are getting married in the next couple months and, you know, one's looking to buy a house and guess who's he's called like four times in the last three days, right? (laughs) Dad. Right. And you know why? Not because like I have it all figured out. Out, but I've right. bought homes, multiple homes in multiple states over right. multiple years. And so this is a first go. And I remember leaning on my dad when I bought my first house, right? So there's something about leaning on those who've done it before. Absolutely. Mike, why does our country not lean on the elderly as much as we could? I mean, think about the 60 and 70 and 80-year-old uh, person who's lived a, a, an unbelievable life. They've learned from their mistakes, their successes, their failures, and and. It seems to me, Mike, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like we don't do a good enough job as leaning on some of those who've, who've run the race before. I think the biggest, most powerful word there would be pride. Mm. We're, we, we, you know, and some of it, you might mask it like, well, that's not pride. I just want to learn how to do it myself. But how it is pride because when somebody has done it and done it with excellence and done it with success, you know, we we, do, we just need to glean from it. So I, I would center on that word pride most often. You know, you know what else we do, Mike, is we rob the joy of we rob them of having joy of being able to give back. Right. You know, think about on some of our eight days of hope trips. And again, good morning. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of eight days of hope. More information about the ministry. Go to eightdaysofhope.com. We help people after natural disasters, safe homes for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking, and so much more. Go to our mm-hmm. website, eightdaysofhope.com. But there's something about seeing the joy of someone, a senior citizen, a person a little bit older and much wiser than you and I, Mike, where they helped a younger person right. uh, make progress in their journey. Well, I think sometimes too, but yes, you're right. But that, that another thing came to my mind about why we don't, I don't like the term old school, even though we use that. Probably, oh, okay. but, well, here, here's a guy in his seventies 
he automatically we're thinking it's old school it's done there's so many new things going oh, on with technology point. and everything else yeah, what what do they have to offer oh my goodness <laughs> oh, they've on. got so much to offer yeah. that we need to i mean the best thing you can do is sit at the feet of someone that's been there and done that in, in their 70s and 80s and whatever uh glean from them yes 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 get it from them You'll, you'll, you'll be more successful. Yes, there's no, more current things that we, you know, nobody, they didn't have cell phones glued to their head <laughs> back then, and they weren't able to text and, and whatever, but, you know, they've got the experience, the wisdom, and the insight. Again, pick up this book from Dan Owalabi, Authentic Leadership, How to Lead with Nothing to Hide, Nothing to Prove, and Nothing to Lose. Um, he is a godly young man who uh, leads a worldwide ministry called Branches Worldwide uh, and you can find more information about them at branchesworldwide.org. Mike, we only got a couple minutes left. So one of the ways you can support missionaries with Eight Days of Hope is by going to our website. And if you drink coffee, mm. you can partner with us by coffee purchasing coffee. some coffee <laughs> that every bag of coffee you buy, a portion of those proceeds, go to our missionaries. Again, go to 8daysofhope.com. Um, you haven't bought yours yet, I don't think. You do Not, need to buy at least a bag or two and check yeah, it out. And, but there's 11 different flavors, am I right? <laughs> there is. <laughs> there is. You do have to go through the website, and uh, we partner with an organization called My Brother's Cup, and they use some of their proceeds to share the gospel as well. So I know there's others out there, but okay. again, do that so, at atzo.com. So next week, you have to challenge me. Did I buy the coffee, and did I buy the book? Dude, no. You want <laughs> no, to space it. it out. Budget it, right? Do yes. the book this week and the coffee next week. Maybe you need okay. to buy the coffee, so when you have the book, you can drink coffee while you read the book. I like your wisdom. You know what? I'm going to get you a bag of coffee. I think I can pull that string. I can't pull a lot of strings, right. but maybe that's one. Hey, we're so excited. We're going to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. If you live in the Midwest, you're listening today, you're in Indiana, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin. We're going to be opening up our Midwest facility. We'll have a rapid response Exciting. equipment for natural disasters, for our rebuilding events. We'll be looking to help out safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking in the Midwest. Sign up for our email alerts on our website, 8dayshope.com. But we're going to be renovating that building, Mike, and I only we got two minutes left, but we're going to be doing that in the next, uh, gosh, 60 days. It's exciting. You've got a, a, a leader there already. To yes, take, Brian Dragets. Yes. Good man. And uh, volunteers, 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 come on out and help get, get, get that thing up and running. Yeah, we can't wait to open up at Cedar Rapids. We're in Tupelo, Mississippi. That's our headquarters, Buffalo, New York, our Northeast Satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Father, we thank you for this morning. Yes, what a great yes. morning, Father. We do lift up Dan to you and branches worldwide. Thank you for the worldwide impact mm -hmm. of sharing the gospel, of using leaders to pour into future leaders, Lord. What a yes. vision. We thank you for Brian Miller and Provia and for all they do, not only with branches worldwide, but eight days of hope as well. Father, I just pray that you guide our steps this week. Mm -hmm. Help us, Father, as we open up Cedar Rapids, Iowa, our Midwest division. And Father, when the next disaster comes and, and someone who's listening today is looking to get plugged in, mm -hmm. I pray, Father, that they pray for eight days of hope, they consider volunteering or even considering donating to the yes. ministry yes. of eight days of hope. Father, thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. God's people amen said, "Man, and God's amen. people is just you and I." Yes, God's <laughs> people said, "Well, two or th well, two yeah, or three yeah, are gathered." That's right. And Solomon's here. here. He's yeah. working the board okay, for us. Good. I like this guy. He's a great, he was right on time today. He's great. He does. He's never late. He makes us sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, and uh, we want to say welcome to Hope Reigns. It's going to be a weekly broadcast, and we heard we're heard nationwide, and so thankful for. Um, the two uh, organizations that work together to make this happen. Give yes. a shout out to WDCX. Uh, mm -hmm. They're a Crawford broadcasting system up in Buffalo, New York, and American Family Radio based in Tupelo. 200 cities 
are hearing about uh, branches worldwide and eight days hope today. We're so glad. We're, we're going to come back next Saturday, Mike. I hope we'll be here. We'll Lord be here. willing. Lord willing. Absolutely. I know. Mike, stay hey, safe. I will. And you too. I know you travel a lot. Oh, I know. Take your hand sanitizers with you. I and make am. Sure I, I know am. you do. I've got my license. I'm ready to go. Man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> hey, until next Saturday, we can't wait for you to join us again. Uh, go to our website, 8dayshope.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to our YouTube channel and watch some videos. Mike, I love you. I love you too, man. God bless you. Hey, we'll see you next week. Steve Tiber and Mike Fiala, we're signing off. Today, you've been listening to Hope Reigns, and it's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.